Welcome to the Spa Retailer Podcast, where we talk about retail, business, and all things related to the hot tub industry. Here's your host, Megan Kendrick. So we're welcoming Dave Carlton back to the Spa Retailer Podcast again. Um, Dave has talked to us before about internet marketing, um, search engine optimization, and pay-per-click, all kinds of stuff. And so we are going to talk to Dave again today a little bit more about SEO and organic marketing and how it can help spa retailers get more leads and increase sales. So welcome back, Dave. Well, thank you, Megan. I'm so happy to be here again. So we've talked a little bit about search engine optimization before, but it is such a broad and intense topic <laughs> that we are we are going back to it again. What exactly is search engine optimization SEO? Dave, I know we've talked about this before, but can you kind of just give us the, the overview again and sort of what the difference between what you call on-site and off-site SEO is? Sure. I, I know that uh, I talk to my clients about this and I talk to a lot of people about SEO because it's so critical to the, to the success of your business. I mean, these days, online is, is everything. I have so many people that are switching over there <clears throat> their off uh, offline marketing like yellow pages or TV or radio spots to online that it's and it's because whenever somebody is buying a big ticket item a boat a house a plane an ATV a hot tub a swim spa anytime somebody's doing that they're always going to do uh, online research. Nobody sits around the, you know, the house saying, "Gosh, I hope I get a, a mailer in the mail about an above-ground pool because I'm really in the market for one." No, they go out and they search it themselves. So, yes, I, I think we've talked about uh, SEO in the past, but it's so critical, and it affects so many different aspects of your business that I think it's uh, worth repeating. So, having said that. <clears throat> I think there's two different types of uh, SEO or search engine optimization. There's what I define as on-site SEO and off-site SEO. So on-site SEO or search engine optimization are the things that you do on your site or to your site to make it easier for search engines to find you. Off-site SEO, uh, some people call that search engine marketing or SEM. This really involves inbound marketing or internet marketing. And these are things that you put out into the internet marketing world to send traffic to your website, which you've already optimized. And you can do this through properties that you control but isn't your website, like Facebook. That would be more of an internet marketing strategy because it's not your website, but it is uh, a version of you. So that's what we really do, uh, or that's how I define it. Now, when we take a look at on-site SEO, people always ask me, well, what does that mean and what do you do? Well, there's, there's two aspects to on-site SEO. When somebody lands on your website and they're reading <clears throat> the content of your site, uh, not only are they reading that, Google's reading that too, but it has to be relevant to the search. So if somebody types in Hot Tub Chicago, they get to your site and it's just talking about Big Green Egg, they're going to leave. So your site has to be optimized for what people are typing in. It has to kind of match 
the search query that somebody typed into the search engines. So one of the ways that you, you do that is by uh, making sure that the content on your site is uh, relevant and that the metadata, uh, which is uh, meta tags, descriptions, and titles, and things like that, that that's all relevant as well. And it has to be relevant to the keywords that people are typing in uh, to be sure that uh, you have the opportunity to come up when somebody is typing that specific keyword into, into Google or into any search engine. So I always feel a little overwhelmed when we talk about any kind of internet marketing. Um, so maybe this is a stupid question, but is there a difference between SEO, organic marketing, search engine marketing and internet marketing or are these all the same are these all the same things yeah it's all the same thing i mean uh, th certainly that's the way that you know we, i mean sometimes i get dealers saying well okay i know we did content marketing but can we do internet marketing now i mean I, i'm sure that there are some subtle differences you know organic marketing really wouldn't be adwords whereas adwords you know could be internet marketing i i suppose the you know the highest level 30,000 foot view would probably be anything with, that would fall under internet marketing, but um, I, I guess they're basically all kind of in the same category there. Okay. So if a dealer has somebody knocking on their door and it's like, well, he's doing search engine marketing for you, but I can do organic marketing. He's just talking crazy talk well not necessarily I, I hate to I hate to talk talk both it depends and and I do uh, get clients calling me saying that I have an agency that's doing AdWords but that's all they're doing they're not doing any SEO they're not doing they're not writing blogs so the answer to that is well tell me what that other person is doing and if it's what I do then stick with them if it's if there are things that I do that they don't do there are times in fact when uh, they uh, I have uh, dealers that have multiple agencies doing I would say Half the, half the clients that I deal with right now have uh, another agency doing something else that I'm not doing. And a lot of times I end up talking to those agencies so that we can work together. Well, so why is SEO so important? I mean, I feel like from our past conversations, it just seems like something that a, a dealer cannot ignore. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, it, it affects so uh, so many aspects of your business. Let me let me kind of throw out some statistics here too. Eighty-five to ninety percent of people searching on the internet never go past page one. If you can believe that, and only four and a half percent of the people doing searches go to page two. So essentially, what that means is that if your business uh, or your website or your content does not show up on page one, 90% of your prospects may never find you. You're, you're invisible. And if they can't find you, they can't buy from you either. So I, sometimes I'm talking to dealers and, and, they'll, and they'll tell me, well, you know, uh, I'm on page one and I deserve to be on page one. Well, I, so I have to question that. Well, what do you mean? I mean, uh, when people say, why do, when I ask them, why do you, do you 
deserve to be on page one. Well, you know, it's not because you have the lowest prices. It's not because you sell XYZ brand name. It's not because you've been in business for 20 years. It's not because you have a great website. Uh, you, you earn that spot on page one, and you don't earn that spot by having a beautiful site that's not optimized or that you've been in business 20 years. That's not the way it works. You, uh, you can uh, get on page one if you provide the search engines quality content that is recent and relevant to people typing specific keyword search terms into Google. If you know what your keywords are and you optimize your content and your SEO, then you have a shot at you know, landing on page one. And, and not only that, it's definitely getting harder for people to get on page one. I mean, now you have, uh, you know, your factories are competing against you. Uh, you know, hot tub factories, above ground pool factories, sauna factories. When somebody types in saunas, you want your sauna um, uh, vendor to come up. But that is, there's only 10 slots in organic on, on page one. So they are, in fact, competing with you. You've got AdWords. You've got online directories like YP.com or Yelp or places like that, um, you know, Angie's List, review sites. These are all sites that you will, ne you will never outrank YP.com or Yellow Pages or Angie's List or Yelp. They, they're just getting so much traffic there. So right from the get-go, you may only have, or there may only be three or four different spots available for organic. So you have to understand that and know that you need to be better and your competition when it comes to trying to get that organic, those organic spots that are left. You know, throw in the fact that Google changes their algorithms hundreds of times of years, uh, hundreds of times a year, and that they're constantly doing things to get spammers off the site, which may affect you. There have been uh, updates called Panda and Penguin and Hummingbird. <laughs> they seem to name all these uh, updates uh, after animals, but just knowing that uh, is really something that, that dealers need to know. And, and I guess the point is that the rules of SEO are constantly changing. And what may have worked for you yesterday or last year uh, and may have given you great results just might not be working uh, this year. So uh, you really need to go, and I would recommend that uh, dealers take a look at their website and really give it an SEO audit. And if they want me to help them with that, I'd, I'd, I'd be happy to uh, walk them through what an SEO audit is to see you know, what needs to be done. But they really need to uh, take a look at their on-site uh, SEO and uh, their organic marketing and do an audit on that and see, see what they come up with. So I've had dealers ask me in the in the past about um, finding the right keyword keywords, um, you know, knowing what the best ones are and and how do you find them. So how do you go about about doing that? Well, there's a bunch of different ways. Uh, there are a lot of paid services. If you just go to Google and you type in keyword research tool, uh, you'll get a bunch. Uh, there is. Um, if you uh, type into Google a specific keyword that you're going after, um, as you're typing in something in Google, let's say you type in um, the word hot tubs. Um, 
uh, Google actually finishes your sentence. So let's say again, you you type in hot tubs. So go ahead and type in hot tubs and then the word and then the letter A, and you'll see what other people type in for hot tubs A. It could be hot tubs Albuquerque if that's a if that's a popular uh, search term. Then go ahead and and you know hit the back button and do B and then C and then D, and you'll see what people type in when it comes to a specific keyword. So that's one way to get um, some ideas for uh, keywords. The other way is once you type in, say, um, uh, say Hot Tubs New Jersey or, or Hot Tubs Boston, if you type that in, scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see something there called related search terms. And those are the related search terms are what Google is telling you that when people type in Hot Tubs Boston, they're also typing in these other keywords. And do that for multiple keywords, whatever that could be portable spas, could be swim spas, could be pool dealer, pool contractor, pool builder, type all those in. And the last thing you might want to check, if you're already doing Google AdWords, uh, you can go to your, your Google AdWords uh, uh, keyword tool that's already in there, and Google will give you a bunch of different uh, related keywords. You type in a main keyword, and it'll give you many offshoots of... Uh, of that specific keyword. So those are so those are some of the faster ways and the easier way, easiest ways to do it. Um, you can also say go to your competitor's website, uh, and once you land on the homepage, if you right click, uh, at least if you're on a PC, and uh, click on View Source, you can actually search the terms that those people that that particular website uh, think. It's a, it is at least to them uh, is important, and they they may have a list of keywords there. So let's say someone has gone through and they figured out some of the uh, the best keywords for them to use. So what do they what do they do next? I mean, how do they actually do on site SEO? Um, you know, I hear about meta tags and meta descriptions and things like that, but what does that all actually mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess it can get a little geeky there. So um, I would probably start off by going to, uh, well, for, I guess first let's start off with what pages you want to optimize. If you have a 400-page website, I don't think it's necessary to optimize 400 pages. The first thing I would do is probably go to Google Analytics, and hopefully you have Google Analytics installed on your site. Uh, Google Analytics is a free tool that Google offers that lets uh, you understand how many people are coming uh, to your site, where they're coming from, you know, what cities, uh, where, which pages they're going to, how much, how long they're spending. It gives you a ton of information. If you don't have Google Analytics on your site, please go to your website developer or who's ever in charge of your internet marketing and ask them to put that there. So once you get into Google Analytics, you can take a look at your top pages, the, the pages that get uh, the most traffic on your website. Normally, it starts off with your, with your home page. That usually gets the most traffic on your site. But then it will also tell you it could be your hot tub page, your, your specials page, your, hot, your swim spot page, whatever it is. I would, uh, when we do on-site SEO, we usually start out with the uh, top 10 
the, the pages that get the top 10 pages that get the most traffic. If there is no Google Analytics on the site, then we'll start out at the uh, the main navigation tabs, uh, which you know usually appear at the top of the site, and we'll optimize those, assuming that those are getting the most traffic. So once you've identified those pages, um, then you want to um, then you want to optimize that. You know, another trick, this is kind of cool, if you go to Google and you type the word in site, S-I-T-E, S-I-T-E, and then colon, and type your domain in there, that what you will see is the number of pages that Google has found or indexed uh, on your website. It'll list, you know, it may say 89 pages and what it's giving you is exactly the title and the description as as Google has found it. And take a look at at what it says. Uh, a lot of times or all the time when you when you see those it's got a little uh, bolded blue um, title and then underneath that it usually has two lines which is the <clears throat> the meta description the the top one the bolded one is the meta title the meta description is the one underneath that and that will tell you what you're telling Google that page is about and <laughs> a lot of times when people build websites they don't a lot of a lot of web developers are great at building websites, but they really suck at at uh, SEO. That's not what they do. They want to make it pretty and look good, and they're not necessarily concerned about SEO. And that's not with everybody, but some. And so sometimes when you go and you and you take a look at the descriptions, it may say something like, let's say about us, um, on the about us page. It may say something like family owned and in the same convenient location since 1965. Newly, re newly renovated with everything you need to keep your pool in prime condition. That's very well written. It's very informative, but nobody types that into Google. Nobody goes to Google looking for an above ground pool saying, I'm looking for a newly renovated store that's been in business since 1965. So in fact, it does describe what's on that page, but it has absolutely nothing to do with, with what people are typing into into Google to find you. Those are the type of things that, that need to be changed. That those descriptions need to be informative, but also need to have the right keyword search terms in there so that Google picks it up. You'll notice when you go to Google and you type something in there, uh, let's again, you type in Hot Tubs Boston or, or Swim Spa Dealer, you know, New Hampshire, whatever it is, that the words that you type in are actually bolded. Uh, in the Google search results. Look at it next time. Um, when, when you type something in, they're, they're a little darker than the other words on the search results. And that's because Google picked that up from the, the titles and the meta descriptions on uh, from your website. So um, take a look at your current SEO and then start from there. Now, what, what you should be actually addressing or changing or updating in SEO, meta tags, meta titles, description, on-site text, photos, uh, website content, uh, your site navigation as it relates to user experience. Um, there's other things get, getting into a little bit more geeky stuff, anchor text and schema and site maps and things like that. But, but just doing the meta tags, titles and descriptions for all your top pages will go a long way to really uh, getting, uh, getting found on, on Google. And, and 
what a lot of people don't get is when you're doing on-site SEO, it's not just doing the meta tags and titles. You can actually go further than that, and you can take a look at your navigation. Are you getting uh, people to where they want to go in the fewest amount of clicks possible? You should be. Don't make people click three or four clicks to get to the hot tub page. Uh, every time you make somebody click, you lose a third of the people. You can check your Google Analytics. Uh, a thousand people land on the home page. Only 700 will go to the hot tub page. And only 400 will go to the next page. And only 100 will go to the next page. So you need to be sure to get people where they want to go as quickly as possible. And one way to do that is to be sure that every page you have on your website has a purpose. Um, and if it doesn't serve a purpose, if it's getting no chance, if it's getting no traffic, then you need to get rid of that page because it's just uh, it's adding a click and helping you lose uh, a third of your customers. So, sorry, I think I went a little crazy with that answer there, but it it's really it it. it can get really complicated and but all of those things when you add them all up SEO is doing a lot of little things to add up to one big thing so by doing all of those things it really does add up and should give you the uh, results that you want in terms of search engine uh, results placement sometimes um, when I talk to uh, dealers uh, and they say, you know, I don't really need to do SEO, Dave, um, because I'm already on page one. And we'll go together. We'll do a, a screen share, and, and we'll and we'll walk, and we'll type in hot tubs, Boston, whatever it is. And in, in fact, they are on page one. They're right, but not everybody is typing in just hot tubs. Um, there's other words that people type in. So people aren't just typing in above ground pools Boston. They're typing in above ground pool dealer Boston. They're talking, you know, they're typing in pool contractor. So what I always suggest is uh, when you look at your Google Analytics, take a look at the top cities that people coming from. Now you know, let's just, let's just use uh, pool, build, pool builder and pool contractor. It's two separate keywords. And then there's five cities. Uh, that you want to rank for. So type in pool builder and then type in the five cities. Are you on page one for every single one of those keywords in every single one of those towns? Then type in pool contractor or, and, and pool contractor Boston, pool, pool contractor um, Lemonster, pool contractor whatever is in the Boston area. Uh, are you there? And then what you're going to notice is yes, you are on page one for some, but you're not on page one for some other ones. So you just have to be careful by saying that you're on page one because not everybody thinks like you. It's one of the things I tell my dealers all the time. Stop thinking like you and start thinking like your, like your customers. What are they typing in? So uh, by doing that, I mean, think of it this way. If you had five cities and five keywords, that means that you need to be ranking on 25 totally different um, search terms and that's what you need to go through and, and see where you rank there. So that's kind of the all about on-site SEO. Um, so what about what about off-site SEO? What, kind of what what are some examples of that? Okay. So off-site SEO, some people uh, refer to um, off-site SEO is, as content marketing also. Uh, off-site SEO are, are really um, things that 
as it says, as you say, uh, it's not on your website. There are properties that you control, but are not your website. That could be YouTube, that could be Facebook, that could be Twitter. Um, it could be Pinterest, it could be House, it could be Yelp. These are all um, places where you can market your products and services that drive traffic to your website and can help you get rankings on the search engines. But what you need to do is you need to create content to put on YouTube, to put on Facebook, and you know to, to put on, on, on um, Yelp and, and House and things like that. So the type of content that you uh, can create are things like uh, writing a blog, uh, doing a video. That video could be a testimonial video. It could be um, a video about one of the products in your uh, on your showroom floor. Uh, it could be a variety of different, you know, like an educational video. You can make an infographic. You can probably make an infographic just on on PowerPoint and save it as a as a JPEG. Uh, images. You can take pictures of your installs, whether it be a hot tub, a sauna, a swim spa, whatever, and and promote that. You can write press releases, especially when we're coming up to the holiday season, and some dealers, you know, give. Um, you know, donate money, toys for tots, or, or um, recently there have been some uh, dealers that have done stuff with uh, the pink ribbon and, and breast cancer and things like that. I mean, you're doing it for the for the nice things that it does for those organizations, but it's okay to promote that. Uh, testimonials. You, if you get testimonials, that's a great thing to promote, or, or buyer's guides or things like that. So there's a lot of quality content that you can create, but just creating the content and leaving it on your website probably isn't doing it, uh, doing you or the, the public that you're trying to reach justice. What you really need to do is amplify that or promote that, uh, promote that content, which will drive traffic to your website and you can use other um, other places like you can use AdWords uh, you can use Bing advertising you can use Facebook advertising you can do retargeting and maybe maybe retargeting should be another topic of discussion but uh, retargeting is when you go to somebody's website and then two days later you're going on the weather channel and you see an ad for that website that's called retargeting or remarketing um, you can do social media marketing. You can promote on Craigslist or, or Merchant Circle. or right? You can even do email marketing. You can even, when, if you're not doing email marketing and reaching out to your uh, current prospects and customers, you should be doing that via a newsletter. And each one of these things should not just be, we're having a sale this weekend. If you only communicate to your customers that you're having a sale, it kind of defeats uh, them following you on Facebook or opening their emails because every time they get an email it's all about buy from me I want more money from you right. um, it's it's sort of like realtors that send those those cards on on you know recipe summertime recipes or, or things like that they're kind of they're kind of pinging you they're kind of dinging you if you will just kind of keeping their their face in front of you so um, doing this content stuff uh, you know blogs and things like that is a good way of keeping your your friends fans and followers following you um, educating your prospects and your current customers and hopefully driving traffic to your website where they can learn uh, more about the, the products and services that you offer. 
So I picture some a dealer listening to us talk about this today and um, their head kind of starting to spin a little bit and thinking, man, I've got so much catching up to do. I haven't been paying as much attention to this as I should. I This sounds like a ton of work. It's it's overwhelming. Like, what what do they do just to, to get started? I mean, what are some, some easy things, some basic things that aren't going to um, break the bank or take up the next month of their time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. But I think one of the things I think dealers need to do is, is – is to really get the right mindset. You you have to believe that doing uh, organic or SEO, search engine optimization, both on-site and off-site, is going to help you. And I could, I could, I mean, anybody wants to call me and talk to me, I'd be happy to give them some specific examples of, of how it how it works. But you you need, really need to decide that this is something that you're going to do <clears throat> and do on a consistent basis. So I always tell my dealers to think to answer seven questions and I actually have them written down over here so let me kind of read those to you uh, why are you doing it and what are your goals so are you, if you're doing it to educate then have educational content uh, this is in terms of content marketing uh, is it, are you doing it to entertain is it a funny video something like that so well, why are you doing it who is going to do it don't just say you know he she they uh, or everyone, you really need to assign somebody to do it and at least be the, the, the quarterback in rounding up the information from others. So why are you doing it? Who is going to do it? How often are you going to do it? Do you have the right tools and people in place to do that? Uh, how will you measure your success? Uh, what is your budget? Uh, where will you post it or amplify that? So if you can answer those questions and commit to doing something on a consistent basis, then I think you'll be in good shape. What you don't want to do is, you know, in, in July say, okay, I, you know, I, I'm really going to kick this thing off and you get all excited for a month and you do all this stuff and you say, okay, whew, you know, I'm so glad that's done. Now I don't have to think about that for another six months. That's not the way it should work. Uh, so I would probably start out, if you do nothing else, if, if the people listening today get nothing else from this podcast, I would tell them to at least do the on-site SEO. Uh, adjust your meta tags, your titles, and your descriptions, and make sure that whatever you're telling Google uh, that page is about is better than what it is right now and will, in fact, uh, get you that placement on page one for the specific keywords that you're trying to rank for. All right, great. Well, I think that's I think that's some good advice, and hopefully, um, encouraging to dealers that they can actually make a difference and, and get going on this and um, get the process started. So, thank you so much for joining us again today, Dave. I really appreciate your your time and your insights into all of all things web marketing. Thanks again, Megan, and hopefully, we'll get a chance to talk again. Sounds good. Thanks, Dave. You've been listening to the Spa Retailer Podcast. Download previous episodes on iTunes, Google Play, or at sparretailer.com slash podcast. Be sure to download the Spa Retailer app where you can also listen to the podcast and get access to all the magazine articles as well as exclusive content.